Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. It is Thursday today. I always love doing these Thursday episodes. This is kind of my reminder that the week is winding down and the weekend is almost here. And for the second day in a row, we had day baseball. And also for the second day in a row, I am joined by my man, Ryan Gilbert. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm a bit tired, you know. It's been a been a long day. We, we were we were texting before before the show. It's been a long day for you as well. But yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. Thursday. It's been been a gray day here in Philadelphia. Rain, cloudy, like seventy degrees. So, got a good change of pace. But happy for the weekend to get here tomorrow. Man, same. I was just talking with the girlfriend. Shout out Tyler. If you are watching, you always seem to be watching, and I don't realize it. Um, we are going to go to the Mariners game on Saturday. Uh, they play oh, nice. some afternoon baseball. Uh, a lot of Mariners games see, seem to be at seven ten, evening time, which kind of sucks because we live like 50 minutes from the stadium. But Saturday's game against Kansas City is at one ten, So we'll get some cheap uh, center field bleacher seats, drink some beer and watch some baseball. And I cannot wait for that to happen. I see. I was um, planning on going to see Shohei Otani pitch in Philadelphia. He was lined up to pitch, I believe, on Tuesday night, but that will not be happening. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I might be in the camp that I don't know if anybody's ever going to see Otani pitch again. Just to oh, throw that out that, right at that is a hot the... take. That's a hot take right there. My my reasoning behind it is because uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, shout out those of you who do on Apple or Spotify or wherever else you listen. If you could leave us a five-star rating and review, that would be incredible. Uh, you probably already heard the news. If you're listening in the live, maybe you didn't. Shohei Otani officially tore his UCL. I don't know exactly how bad it is, but I do know that he is no longer pitching this year. He plans to play out the rest of the season as just a hitter. So there is still some use for Otani in fantasy baseball moving forward. But I have heard some rumors that he may just be done pitching in general. This is the second time he has torn his UCL in, what, four years, three years, four years? Second time he's torn it? Four or five years, yeah. Uh, And that's not a great look, especially for somebody that does all that extra work with hitting and pitching. It's not just an easy little rehab assignment, not that tearing your UCL ever is, but he's trying to work double time to get back to contributing both factors when he has the option to take the Max Muncy route and not get the surgery and still play and still contribute to his team and still try and get that mega contract next year. Am I the only one here that thinks he's not going to pitch anymore or do you think Uh, he'll, he'll get Tommy John and come back? I think he'll, he'll get Tommy John and come back. I think he'll, whoever he signs with, he's going to make it known that he wants to be a two-way player still. Unless, unless you know, it, it could be that bad where, you know, 
a second UCL tear, second Tommy John always takes longer than the first. Usually takes a year plus to get back. So yeah, he won't be pitching next year. You know what? Maybe he should just sign like a one year deal somewhere as a hitter and then hit free hit free agency again next offseason as a two way player, knowing how he's healthy. But I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna sign this offseason some mega contract somewhere. And this probably increases the likelihood of him just sticking with the Angels, him sticking with what he knows, him sticking with the 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 trainers and whatnot that helped him through his first rehab. So yeah, he's not going to pitch anymore this season. Uh, obviously, he's not going to pitch next season. But I do think we'll see him back on a mound, but in twenty twenty five, if if that's even a a real year that exists. But <laughs> as far as this season is concerned for him, I think he's going to use this as motivation, and he could get to sixty home runs. He's at forty four. He'll need sixteen in in the final what five or six weeks here. But mm-hmm. he doesn't have to worry about the the workload of pitching or the workload of his his bullpens and whatnot. Focusing fully on hitting. He does have that injury, but he doesn't have the surgery yet. He had a home run yesterday after that. So uh, I'm still I'm still uh I'm still confident in Otani the batter, and I'm confident in Otani the two-way player once uh once everything heals for him. Okay, so my first question then would be do you think um it's kind of we're in a weird predicament with this not really weird but like weird for me trying to figure out how i want to formulate this uh in the sense of you don't see a ton of hitters that tear their ucl over the years it's not a very common injury over the years Uh, but recently we have actually had two pretty prolific hitters tear their ucl and (laughs) crazy enough they did the opposite uh kind of treatment options of each other we had max muncie who fucked up his ucl decided against surgery, played through it. And then we have Bryce Harper, who fucked up his UCL, got the surgery, and then came back early. The one thing they both have in common is that early on, both of their power was... I don't want to say gone, but it was like pretty much like Max yeah, Muncy went from like a 38 home run guy to barely anything until August of 2022 when he really turned around. And then everybody saw what Harper did this year. He rushed to come back, which is awesome. He was Superman. But he was Superman that couldn't hit dingers. Now he can because that time that time has passed. It started to heal itself more. Do you have any worry that Otani may have that same fate of getting his powers after? Do you think he's just literally that much better than everybody that he can get through it? I, I, no, he's not going to be um, immune to that. I mean, you, we saw it back in 2019 when he was just a hitter in 106 games. He had 18 home runs. OPS of 848, which is lower than any of the past three seasons. So he's he's not going to have probably 40 home runs. He might never hit 45, 50 home runs again, but mm-hmm. he can be a 30, 35 home, home run hitter, especially in, in today's baseball with with how how good he is. I'm 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 not counting out Otani out from anything. It seems like he can do whatever he wants to do. He's still relatively young, I guess, at, at just turned 29 last month. Mm-hmm. So He'll still be 31 when he's ready to pitch again. So he'll still have six, seven, eight years. We see pitchers Justin Verlander pitching into his 40s. So I think Otani, mm-hmm. Otani's still going to be Otani. It just it sucks for baseball that that this is happening now, and it sucks for him that is and the teams that are going after him that's happening right now before his free agency. It does suck, and as a uh, fan of one of the teams that is likely to be going going to that is likely to be pursuing Otani very heavily in the offseason on the Seattle Mariners. 
I got to be honest, this feels like we'll get him for a discount. Now, granted, it's still Otani, so we're not going to, like, you're not going to sign him for cheap. But it feels more like Otani may be able to be signed in the three to 500 million range rather than the 700 million range. And if there's one thing I know about Mariners ownership, it's that they are some cheap motherfuckers and they seem like the kind of guys that love a good discount. Because at this rate, if you're if you're signing Otani at the end of this year, you're just signing a hitter at this point because he's not going to For be one season in rotation or more. Like, he's not maybe one I, and a half years, maybe one season, then well, till the All Star break in 2025. Maybe I mean he th- that's the thing though. He is one of those players that like he's not to be corny, but he is just built different. Like, so I know how corny that sounds, but it's actually true in the case of Shohei Otani. He is one of those guys that's just built different. Like Adrian Peterson, when he came back from the uh, mm-hmm. the torn ACL in like six months or whatever it was, yeah. literally just built different. His body can do that. Bryce Harper, even coming back from the UCL surgery in like before the All-Star break, just built different. So I guess he could, but. I, but here's here's the thing. If the Angels Angels are making the playoffs, he's going to get mm-hmm. the surgery in early October, I would imagine. That gives him 18 months until the start of 2025 spring training in March. Eight, a, a, a full year and a half where he's everyone's going to be focused on getting him back healthy. That's what that's going to be his main focus. A team mm-hmm. is not going to, you know, he's not going to go at a discount just because one season out of. 10 plus on his contract, he's not going to be pitching or one and a half seasons. Teams are taking that risk no matter what. Teams know that risk going in. I, I honestly, I just said it sucked for teams that are going after him. Maybe this is better now. They, they know that, okay, they don't have to worry about him having second Tommy John. They, it's a known factor now. And yeah, I mean, you saw Jacob DeGrom, the, the Rangers paid, paid up for him. And mm-hmm. you're getting more than a baseball player with Otani. When you go out and get Otani, you get Otani. You get all your fans to buy Otani jerseys. You get all the, all the fanfare coming to games. Like Otani is still going to be a huge draw this free agency. I don't think this impacts his potential contract whatsoever. I, I think it does just ever so slightly. I think he does come down to that five hundred million dollar, which is nuts to say that he coming comes down, down to, 500 to the five hundred million dollar yeah. range. But I think it does a little bit, and I think it is going to make a few teams gun shy. And I may just start a trend of talking about Shohei Otani to the Mariners on every episode until Shohei Otani signs with the Seattle Mariners. Or because if you guys know, or, or that too, if you guys are fans of this podcast, you know that we do record in the off season as well. So this shit ain't going nowhere, baby. Even when the season's over, we're still going to be coming to you live. And I'm still going to be talking about Shohei Otani signing with the Seattle Mariners until he does. And he will be the biggest thing in the city when he does. Mm-hmm. And I, we have a, a radio personality out here, uh, Dave Softy Mahler. Dude's been on the radio since before I was born. He made a good point on Twitter earlier today when he said, let's be honest, the Mariners wouldn't be signing Shohei Otani to add him to the rotation. There's, they'd be signing Shohei Otani to hit. And so if this gets a few teams to shy away, it just may make the Mariners even more all in because now that he's just fully focused on hitting, who knows uh, like how good of a hitter he could actually be if he only hit. If he gets healthy and only hits, maybe he's a 70 home runs. He's not a 70 home run. <laughs> he's, not a, he's barely a, he's not even a 60 home run. He's barely a 50 <laughs> you know. home runner. Uh, hey, you know what, though? We don't know. He's never done it, so we can't say he can't do it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a long conversation probably all, all offseason about people. You know, I, I think, yeah, like you said, teams might kind of 
be scared off by this, but teams like the Yankees, the Mets, the teams that are going to go in big no matter what are still going to go in big no matter what. So that's uh, my take on it there. Um, and you mentioned going to the Mariners game this Saturday. Why don't you uh, check out the Game Time app if you're looking for tickets? Uh, buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Uh, the Game Time app experience is fantastic. They got flash deals, last-minute tickets, easy to find to buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, and of course, those images of the seat view, so you know exactly what you what to expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps on your set, and the tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you don't have to dig through your email. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And August is almost over. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out Best Ball on Underdog Fantasy. One live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Set it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million total prizes, including $3 million going to the winner. Uh, the time is now. The last day to draft your under fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And also kind of kind of buried with this Otani news is the news that Mike Trout, what, two or three days after being activated, is back on the IL. He's probably shut down. I mean, the Angels are just... I mean, Otani's not shut down. He's not shut down from mm-hmm. pitching, but Otani Trout, uh, two two huge losses there. Uh, it feels like Mike Trout did the old, he was iffy about coming back, so he came back, and then he saw that Otani just tore his UCL and was like, you know what, this this whole season is just shit at this point, so I'm going to just, I'm going to head out. And I feel so bad because he's so good, and he's meant so much to that team for so long. And the more his... uh career goes along the more he kind of rivals the career of like a felix hernandez to me mm-hmm. just somebody that pitched for the mariners for so long was so good he was the heart and soul of the seattle mariners for so long and they just refused to really take the overall steps necessary to help him make the playoffs or to help his teams be better and his career is just gonna kind of like come to an end at some point and we're going to have memories of Mike Trout because he's so good and he's one of the all-time greats at this point. But you're always just going to like wonder what could have been like Felix Hernandez, what could have been if he pitched in the playoffs? Like he mm-hmm. feels it out to the point. Feel, I'm not going to Felix Hernandez, right? He's not even going to be a hall of famer, which just kills me because he was yeah. so good for so long, but he just, he had to do everything. He's throwing like 260 innings there for a couple of years in a row, which pitchers just don't do anymore. Uh, but keeping on the pitcher bandwagon, um, I think one thing that is important to talk about is uh, what happens now with that Angels rotation. Uh, now that the Otani spot is gone, they have been on a six-man rotation for essentially the whole year this year. Uh, and for me personally, I think the biggest beneficiary is going to be Chase Silseth. Uh, he's been, I think he's been their number five starter for the majority of the year. 
Uh, he took over as a starter in the middle of July. So I shouldn't say the majority of the year. In the middle of July, he was kind of a long reliever before that. But since he took over uh, on July 19th, uh, he's thrown 26 innings, struck out 35 batters, only given up nine runs. He's a 308 ERA and actually a 295 XFIP, which is really, really good. Uh, he's got multiple strikeouts. On two different occasions, uh, 12 strikeouts against the Mariners. I hate to say that out loud. Uh, and then 10 strikeouts in five and two-thirds against the Yankees recently. Um, he's got some pretty disgusting pitches. His fastball is pretty hittable. So it's not the best, but he only throws it about 34% of the time. He throws a split finger, which I love. And like guys like Kevin Gossman have shown that if you can throw a really, really good split finger, you can be a highly effective starting pitcher. And he's also got a, a, a slider that's pretty fucking a pretty wipeout slider. It breaks like 46 inches vertically and 13 inches horizontally. So damn near a sweeper. But I think he throws it too hard to technically be a sweeper. Um, he, he's not that highly rostered in the fantasy baseball world. And now that he's pitching every fifth day instead of every sixth day, it doesn't make a huge difference, but it, it does at the same time. He now becomes two start eligible during weeks because it's really hard to get two starts in when you're on a six man rotation. But now that Otani's out of there and he can get some more work. I think people should be targeting Silseth for the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, looking ahead to the to the Angels schedule, they do have a lot of days off, so he may not get th those those two starts in a week. But his next two starts are this Saturday against the Mets at New York, and then next Saturday uh, at Oakland. So those are two great starts for him. I mean, you look at his at his last start; he got beat up a bit by by the by the Rays. But I mean, you said it before that is his four first four starts when he got put in the rotation just stellar 22 two-thirds only four earned 31 strikeouts 1.59 era as you said so yeah i think so south is is a, is a a good find there a good uh positive to take out of, out of the situation 28 percent rostered on yahoo so he should be available in in most leagues yeah he's been on my on my radar ever since the mariner start but i was iffy about picking him up just because that was right around the time that uh cole reagan's also kind of popped up on the scene at the same time uh, and I liked Reagan's more and Silseth when he struck out 12 Mariners. That was at the time when everybody was striking out double digit Mariners. I think Lance Lynn had just struck out 16 of them. So I was hesitant, but now that he's kind of strung some games together, I think he's only gone over five and two thirds once in that stretch. It was the seven innings against Seattle. Uh, but yeah, he, he's missing bats. He's got four pitches that have a 26% whiff rate or better, which we love to see. Uh, so yeah, target some Silseth. And then another guy, just uh, very Angels heavy to start the podcast, I guess. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's becoming a popular pickup uh, is Nolan Shanuel. I don't even know how to say his last name, but that's just how it looks to me. Uh, Nolan Shanuel, the dude that was drafted this year and played like 15 games at the minor league level and now starts at first base for the Los Angeles Angels. Um, he's hitting, I think he's hitting 368 or 386 so far in the year. Uh, he scored a run in almost every game that he started. I'm still very hesitant on him, though. I still cannot recommend people picking him up outside of like a 15-team or deeper league just because he has like a 60% ground ball rate. 30% line drive rate is cool, but he's not making good contact at all. He has zero barrels so far. He has a 23% hard hit rate. 
His average exit velocity is like 82 miles an hour. Uh, it's just a lot of really lazy line drives, which do help with the Babbitt. That's the the number one contributor to a high Babbitt is some uh, softly hit line drives. But yeah, he, he's not fast. So the ground balls are going to turn into outs at some point. And I, I think you're better suited looking elsewhere at first base. Yeah, and let me just show you his uh, hit spray chart here because, I mean, they're all singles. Uh, so he, he's hitting for average 368, but they're all singles, and like he's not going to be able uh, to keep this up. He has two singles right right here in the infield. <laughs> two, two two infield singles out of, out of out of his seven hits here. Let me, let me zoom in so you can see better. Two, and three three infield singles. If you include this one, this one probably just like a little little flare to left field. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, his numbers look good, but I I would not recommend picking him up whatsoever. Yeah, me what neither. I, I, yeah. Yeah. What I would recommend you doing is checking out DraftKings. Uh, you waited all year, and the time has finally arrived. College football is back, and so are the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Uh, they got big Notre Dame and Navy game up this weekend, I believe, so make sure you check that out on DraftKings Sportsbook app. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. And make sure you check out our Patreon. Sign up for the SGP Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. The guys just recorded their first Sports Gaming Podcast Stories episode just for patrons, chronicling the birth of SGPN. Even a Discord channel just for patrons, and the SGP has and always will give out all the picks for free. Patreon is just a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All righty. Now that Angels talk is over, yeah. we can talk about a few more players that we are targeting right now. Just some guys that I think people need to be paying attention to. The first player that I want to kind of get your, your thoughts on uh, would be Everson Pereira. For the New York Yankees. Uh, he's been in their system since 2018. At the minor league level this year. In what is that? 81 games. He had 18 home runs. Stole 11 bases. Hit about 300. So. Okay power. Okay pop. It, Aaron Boone. I know on the, the Talking Yanks podcast. He came out and said that the plan for Pereira. Is to be their starting left fielder i think it is for the remainder of the season but they said he said he does have the ability to play all outfield positions if need be uh with that like uh, that short porch i guess out there in yankee stadium are you a little excited at all i know he's he's got two doubles so far uh he hit one today but he also struck out three more times today so how you feeling about Pereira moving forward yeah, he's now he's now one for eleven with, with one run scored, one RBI, and, and that double today. He's not really on my radar too much. If you look at his his minor league numbers, his minor league uh, split specifically, he was great in uh, May and in June. He had four four seventeen OPS of one point. That was only four games in June, but then in July three fourteen when he moved up to AAA, 
August only had him 265 with the 837 OPS. And now he hasn't really been doing too much at the major league level. I mean, yeah, Yankee Stadium is, is always going to be good to hit at. Hitting seventh in that order so far. But yeah, maybe maybe in 15-team league or if you need some uh, uh, take a flyer on, on an outfielder here. But I, I would not pick him up in 12-team in leagues whatsoever. Uh, Chad in the chat said it's going to look a lot like Jake Bowers. And if that's the case, I don't like Jake Bowers. So I also don't like Pereira moving forward. But again, there is still some utility there. 15 deem or deeper leagues. Or if you're really hurting in a five outfielder league, maybe you take a look there and hope we can get into one or two a week, maybe down the stretch. That might be kind of a lot to ask two home runs a week, but he, he's got the speed to leg out some doubles and things. So he might be okay. He might have hot stretches, but we also don't have a lot of the season left. So you, you can't really hold out hope for a guy to have a hot stretch for you mm-hmm. at some point throughout the year. Yeah, one out I don't that, that um I did actually pick up today and should be on people's radar. Only rostered in 30% of Yahoo leagues, uh Adam Duval of, of the Boston Red Sox coming into today at a home run in three straight games. Today he went two for three with with a double and an RBI since August 5th into today. Uh not counting today, he was 17 for 55, so heading 309, five home runs, four doubles, OPS over one. Uh, he has the power. He's going to get playing time with uh, Duran on the IL. So mm-hmm. I think I think Duvall is somebody who you know, he, he's a veteran. He, he he hits for power, and the Red Sox are somehow in the playoff race right now. So he's going to you know <laughs> continue to to hit these homers, and I think he's severely under rostered right now. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. He's made some good strides this season, which is not something you see often from a dude that's 34 years old. But I myself am 35, so I'm going to pretend like he is very young because I feel young every day. Uh, but me and you were on him big at the beginning of the year. Uh, he started out, he got out of the gate like gangbusters, was killing it, got hurt for quite a bit of time, mm-hmm. which was rough. Uh, he did kind of slowly work his way back into being a productive hitter again. But yeah, he, he's been great this year. He's got a, a 12% barrel rate, almost 13%. His strikeout rate's actually below 30%, which sounds terrible when you just say it out loud. But for somebody that strikes that above 30% for the last couple of years, I think three of the last four years before this, to be under 30% is a pretty big uptick. He plays really good defense, so that'll keep him in that lineup every day as well. And I'm not going to lie, that three-run home run that he hit last night to bury the Houston Astros was <laughs> a pretty fun thing to watch as a Mariners fan. We needed that. Yeah, I, I love Duval, and I think when he's getting those consistent at-bats, he's always had the power to be good, and his power is showing up in flashes this year, and I love it. Still pretty readily available in a lot of leagues, yeah. too, so I think he's going to be great for people down the stretch. Yeah, um, who else you got on this list? Oh, next I got Tyrone Taylor. Of the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, he has been pretty hot as of late. Uh, I know he's starting in center field. He has been batting ninth, which we talk about a lot. Sometimes batting order is very important in fantasy baseball, especially when you are gauging who you do and do not want to pick up off of the waiver wire. Uh, his success has been more recent rather than the entire year. Uh, but since... If I could figure out how to uh, maneuver my damn fan graphs. Since 
August 17th. Uh, he has four multi-hit games out of his last six. Walking 13% of the time, striking out just 4%, hitting 500, which is excellent. Got three doubles, a triple, and a home run in that time frame as well. Uh, he's stringing hits together, which is good. He doesn't have massive home run power, but he has enough speed to have great extra base hit ability because he does have an excellent line drive rate, and we talk about that here a lot. And he's actually just not swinging at a ton of bad pitches. Uh, it's got an under 10% swinging strike rate, 88% zone contact rate. Yeah. Again, he's not going to be viable in the content team league, but right now he's pretty 12 team league usable, five outfield usable. As long as he's getting those everyday at bats, I don't like that he's batting ninth, but I think he's somebody that people should be keying in on, especially if you're trying to make the playoffs right now. I I don't think I, I can't recommend Tyrone Taylor in good faith to, to anybody out there maybe 15 team five outfield leagues where you need need these guys but this is one of those guys we talk about where you know he has a hot streak you probably missed out on the hot streak this isn't like a uh who we talk about a few shows ago we were like oh he had a hot streak and didn't have hot and then it was cold and then it was hot again oh uh, Kerry Carpenter this isn't a Kerry Carpenter situation or anything like that Tyrone Taylor this this he is who he is he's 20 he's a 29 year old veteran Last year, hit 17 home runs at 233, 120 games. So, like maybe he's viable in stretches, but I, I think you've you have to hope to pick him up before this hot streak and, and catch it because I, I I don't think he's viable at all. Uh, Ram, you know who's been stringing together a ton of hits lately? I tweeted about this earlier. Uh, Yandy Diaz, my boy, who is going to or who is actively vaulting me up the Fantasy Pros Expert ranking league chart winner. right a league now. Winner. He is in his last 15 games. I, I didn't check today. So coming into today in his last 15 games, he had multi hits in 11 of them. Oh, for four today. That's your, your tweet. Yeah. Your tweet cursed. Figures. I saw your yeah, tweet earlier. Yeah. I, I expected some Yandy Diaz talk. So I'm glad we got it there. I, I had to get a little in there. Uh, I revisited my, my draft rankings from before the season. I had Yandy Diaz as my number uh, eight first baseman and my number 10 third baseman. And that's pretty Pretty spot on with the fantasy pros player ranking has them. I think he's their number five first baseman right now and number seven third baseman. So I'm feeling pretty damn good about that one. I'm curious to see how these expert rankings look when it all shakes out. Yeah, you, you, called, you called your shot there. You called your shot good. With I, I gave you shit for it, but it just turned out to be be pretty good. Um, I, I texted you before. I have some droppable players I, I want to ask you Ooh, about. Yeah. Uh, mainly just one. Eloy Jimenez, you, you know how I talk about giving oh. giving these guys, giving these high, higher draft picks, you know, uh, a long leash. But White Sox fired uh, their their whole they cleaned house there in the front office. Mm-hmm. Eloy Jimenez just has, has not been good this season. It, it's probably safe to drop him in, in twelve team leagues, right? <sighs> that that's, I'm that's, gonna that's, say... that's the sound anyone makes when they have Eloy on their roster too. I know, just because the highs are so high for Eli, but then the Eli for Eloy and then the lows are so low. Um, I think I would agree probably that he's droppable at this point because we are in that point of the season where you need to be getting productive at bats and innings from everybody on your roster. He was a guy that I liked for the second half of the year, but he is also very emotionally charged as a Mm -hmm. player. Uh, and a lot of how he performs on the field has to do with kind of how the vibes in the clubhouse and everything is going. And it's obviously not great 
in Chicago. And he just seems checked out mentally. Yeah. Exactly. Like even that Mariner series they just played, he he wasn't there. Like mentally, he was not there in that series. And you cannot have people on your I mean on your fuck fantasy baseball. You can't have people on your roster in general yeah. that are like that. Jared Kelnick honestly was like that for the last two years coming into this season, and it's not fun baseball to watch. He turned that around. I'm hoping if they get somebody in there to fucking rein him in, it was supposed to be Tim Anderson was supposed to be the clubhouse guy. He was supposed to be the team leader. Yeah, He got knocked the fuck out, so we saw how that went. You can't be the team leader and get knocked out. It's like getting knocked out in front of your kids. You can't have that because then nobody respects you after that. So, yeah, I, I think Eloy is probably good to go to waivers and let him be somebody else's problem. Yeah, and uh, another one that I've been up and down on, I think I was, I was kind of as a show I've been up and down on, is uh, Brandon Lau, uh, second baseman for the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm. I picked him up when Ozzy Albies went on the IL, but I'm getting ready to, to cut bait with him. He's just he's not not what he once was and not not what I thought he could be. Yeah, man, his start to the year was pretty fucking good, though. He hit those seven home runs, like, yeah. right out of the gate, and then just injuries and everything else faded into the abyss. And, you know, I was doing a lot of thinking about that on my way home today after I picked my son up. It's going to be interesting to see how people, including myself, rate a lot of these Tampa Bay Rays guys going into next year because they're they're a good team but they're loaded with so many guys that have shown they can be productive that their guys don't play every day. And so we're going to go into next year with guys that have like, oh, they hit 28 home runs and stole 17 bases last year. That's definitely a top 30 outfielder. But, oh, he played 120 games. And so you're going to get two months into the season and be like, why the fuck is he not performing like a 28 home run, 17 stolen base guy? And Brandon Lau, I think he falls into that category for me. He's one of those guys that he has these stretches where he puts up big numbers. And so at the end of the year, going into the next season, he looks so good on paper. He looks like he should be a top second baseman. He should be a top 12. And then you get halfway through the season and you're like, man, there's a lot of time where he is just not good at baseball. And so, yeah, I I think Brandon, Brandon's probably droppable right now too there's there's some better guys out there that can be had pretty easily throw a man out there jose caballero middle infielder oh i was looking at him for second base is second base is is tough right now second base i mean mm-hmm. i i have Mc, i have mcmahon and uh and and lao with uh with albies on on the il so hopefully uh rocky's rocky's homestand next week so hopefully uh, mcmahon can get going yeah shit let's hope so but speaking of getting going Make sure you guys follow us on man. I always fuck this part up. I, I do sign outs on this damn show. Three here's my little ray. I do sign outs on this damn show three times a fucking week. We are 110 episodes more. into this. Yeah, or more. Over 110 episodes in, and you'd think I would be better at this. But you know what? My brain stops working sometimes. So just it is what it is. But make sure you guys follow us on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find us at all on all of those at fake baseball money. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, just search baseball money is fake. You'll find our page there. We are live there currently. So shout out to everybody watching us on Facebook. You can catch us on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it at fake baseball. It's the coolest at on Twitter. 
And make sure you guys are leaving us those five-star ratings and reviews and hitting that subscribe button on YouTube. It helps us a ton. And follow me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. See ya.